y'all, it's season three of the Be Your Own Kind podcast, and we thank you, humbly thank you, for tuning in. Be Your Own Kind's mantra is there is never an inopportune time to be yourself. In other words, be you without apologies. In this season, I will be presenting nuggets and interviewing individuals that are creating their lane and rocking it. Be sure to check out the featured businesses in the description box and follow us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and pretty much every platform. Okay, now let's take flight. Well, hi, Lala. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Renita? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Um, How's the weather after? Where are you? Okay. So I'm in Paris, France, and the weather's pretty nice today. I was actually like um, on... um, you know, like on, like at the cafe outside um, with a few friends just before talking to you here. Oh, nice. That is on my bucket list to go, like, there. Well, let me know if you come and then we can get coffee. Yes, most definitely. Oh, that's so fancy. (laughs) (laughs) So offline, I recently corrected your name. Uh, (laughs) I was calling her Lonnie, you guys. And uh, name is Lala. So I'm just curious as to the origin of you. So Lala, so it's a, the full, my full artist name is Lala Ladrona. Mm-hmm. And in Spanish, in Spanish it's La Ladrona. And that means the thief. And and so it's, it's yeah, I have a, a whole, I, well, what happened was when I was studying in, in Chile when I was, around 21 years old um, in college and there was I went into a bar and there was this guy and he just as like a, a pickup line or something he he just said uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna call you the thief La Ladrona because when you come into a room you steal everyone's gaze or whatever so I was like okay that's kind of cool I'm gonna I'm gonna use that as my my writers uh, like a, a writing pseudonym and my artist name and and also my um, my mother is from Venezuela, so you know I have the Latina roots and everything too. So that's actually a nice thing to say to someone, though. Like, yeah, that's that's very captivating. I mean, was he just was he coming on to you, or was he just saying like, <laughs> "You're amazing"? Well, maybe it was a little bit of both, I guess, because in but in Chile, like the men, they're they'll hit on you, but they're very gen- gentlemanly. Okay. Um, like you might go to some other countries um, in South America and maybe they'll be a little bit more forward and vulgar, but like uh, a Chilean, at least when I was there, they'll they'll just, instead of saying something vulgar, they'll just go like, hello, how are you? As they walk by and you're like, oh. <laughs> I would prefer that any day then, yo baby, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you are an artist and you, you all type of mediums like you're not in a box like you are you do videos you are in the background we see that you um paint you know let us know a little bit about your journey like what started you on this road well yeah I've, i mean yeah I, I do paintings video art um i write i make universes that's the way i, I think of it but yeah it started when i was young of uh, as long as i can remember i've been an artist i've been painting drawing um yeah, my mom. My mom said, from the moment I can hold a pencil, I was making stuff. So, um, but yeah. So, flash forward to you know, 15 years old, I'm still painting and drawing, and you know, spending a lot of time. But um, one of the things that I think made me go really far and deep into my art is because as I was growing up, when uh, 
going through puberty and all that stuff, my only one of my breasts grew and then the other breast didn't grow at all. And this is called a unilateral breast agenesis. And so I was, I was keeping that secret and hiding it. And I was very ashamed of it and, and I didn't know who to talk to. And so I think I kind of escaped with my art. I created universes and I kind of lived there and was drawing and painting and, and all of that. And, um, but yeah, eventually I, uh, got, I told my mom about it and at around 15 years old and at 16 years old, I had a breast reconst uh, reconstructive surgery on the side that, that never developed with a breast implant. And so I lived with that breast implant for up until, for 17 years, until I was 33 years old. And, um, you know, during that time I was doing my art, I moved to Paris, I wanted to, you know, become an artist. So I, you know, I always thought like, oh, I'll go to New York and I'll become an artist. And then I thought, but where do people in New York want to go to be an artist? And then I was like, probably Paris. So <laughs> I went to Paris and, um, you know, I've been here for 10 years now. Um, I've shown internationally my work and uh, yeah, just recently last year I had, um, I, I just, it was, I had had the breast implant for too long. So uh, I talked to the doctor and they said, yeah, to avoid, toxicity and, and everything and you know we need to replace the breast implant and they also said you know we could also uh, remove your right breast and put a breast implant there as well so that they'll look the same and I was like no I don't want I just I didn't even want one breast implant like why would I want two <laughs> and so um, yeah I decided well you know maybe if they're willing to remove my my natural breast maybe they can just remove that and then also remove the implant and I'll just, you know, have no breasts um, or very small breasts, um, if any. And then I'll be able to move on with my life, go forward and not have breast implants or have to have surgery every 10 years. And um, so, yeah, that was a whole lot of information for just an intro. Wow. But yeah, so right now I'm I'm just finishing that last surgery for that at the end of this year. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's great, though. That's a lot of bravery in that intro. <laughs> so much information. I just kept going with it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, that's what this is all about. Just letting people know a little bit about you and your journey in hopes to inspire people to to live with their, you know, to live with live in their lane and talk about, you know, their journey, you know. And um, I did read in your description of some of the things that, um, one of the things you wanted to talk about was body acceptance. So I see that this is very, very personal to you. Yeah. So when do you when did you reach the point or what helped you just accept things for for how they are and to make that decision? Uh, so I think um, I, I think I started watching a, <laughs> a few videos on YouTube and looking online about breast implants and I started finding about things about like breast implant illness and about how you know a lot of women have these health um, side effects and what silicone can do to the body and although I had a breast implant that was filled with saline so it wasn't even silicone filled but it was it has um, a silicone bag all of them do mm -hmm. and I was just afraid of any possible health I don't know I 
I know not everybody has health uh, side like has side effects um, from breast implants. I didn't that I knew of, but I just just wanted to be natural, I guess. And I respect everybody else's decision what they choose to do with their body. But um, I think for me, it was really I got to this place of I don't want to do this with breast implants. You have to change them every ten years, and I didn't. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have to save money, like have that financial hit every 10 years. I want to, like, I just want to dedicate myself fully to my art. And, you know, that means my finances, that means my energy, that means everything. And and so for me, art was really that thing I, that that pulled me through to, to help me make that decision, I think. Oh, wow. So you, you were, you rather express yourself than in a way, given the vanity, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard because I remember, I'm, I'm remembering now as we're speaking. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's also this, the your femininity in a way too. And, and yeah, your vanity because people would tell me, um, why don't you, why don't you wait until you're 50 years old? Like, yeah, just get the breast implants now, but next time when you're around 50 years old or so, you know, then yeah, then take them out. But you're young, have fun. And it's, it made me think of like, why does it matter that I'm young? I need to have breasts. What does that even mean? And have fun. What does that mean? What do people do who don't have big breasts? So what do, you know, and it, uh, it started making, I thought a lot about, the way society look society looks at women's bodies and you know the objectification of women's bodies what is our what are what are the roles of women's bodies in society and and you know even doctors sometimes and what what they think you are supposed to want for your body can also be difficult to convince them what you really want for your body and they don't feel comfortable necessarily doing that because it falls outside of what's expected, what a woman's body is supposed to look like, I guess, according to them. Yeah, and I think in a way they're trying to like protect you from societal norms in a sense, but it's like, you're also making me feel a little weird about myself. Like making me feel like if I'm not this thing, then I'm not a woman. When really mm -hmm. what makes me a woman is I was born a girl and then I became an adult and I'm a woman. Like that, that, that's as simple as it is. You know, whether my breasts are big or small, whether I'm big or small, whether I have a child or not, it doesn't make me less of a woman. My biology is what makes me a woman, not all of these crazy social, I don't know, rules or guidelines that's out there. Exactly, exactly. And, and everything that you just said, those are, I think it's that redefinition of what it means to be a woman and redefining what it what it means to be a woman for each of us and what is femininity is it a breast is it long hair is it no it you can be feminine and, and have short hair you can be feminine and have you know no breasts at all um just as you can with with big breasts as well so right. it's yeah and I think that's why they want to eliminate gender altogether. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence with that just because it's like, how are we going to, you know, as far as like diagnosis, like how are you going to know how to diagnose a person if you just eliminate it all together? But you're right. You know, um, even, even when I mentioned biological, there are, there are some men that biologically connect more with, with their, you know, being a woman. And so I still think that's all biological in a sense because you feel more comfortable in this realm than you are in, you know, 
the, the, the opposite remnant is what you was born in. So I just feel like people should just respect people and let them be who they are, how they want to look, big, big breasts, little breasts, whatever you want to do, just be your own kind. Like I have to just say that because, <laughs> because I feel like when we have to succumb to what other, other people expectations, that's where stress comes in. Because mm-hmm. we were born different and we were born to express ourselves you know, the, the way that we should. And when someone tries to put us in that box, it, it's uncomfortable, right? You know, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of, I saw your video, um, um, the box presentation, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but the box performance. And I looked at that video and I watched that video and I resonated with that. It's uncomfortable. You can only do so much in that box. While mm-hmm. in that box, you can only do so much, you know, and it got uncomfortable. And then there were times where you just scrunched in the fetal position because it's like, uh, you know, like, it's like, okay, well, maybe I'll just, I'm going to constrict myself even more in a constricted environment because because in this box, it's just making me feel so small, mm-hmm. you know, and I resonated with that, that video. I'm sitting there and I'm watching, I'm like, man, I know how that feels. That's amazing. It's amazing that, that, that it resonated with you. You know, thank you for, for telling me all of that. Yeah, it's... Uh, the box performance. I did an entire exhibition on the box, actually, because um, yeah, I I just thought it was it was a, a topic you could just go, you know, into quite a bit, especially you know with our categories and so many categories and and all of that. Always trying to put you in a box as well, and and yeah, suffocating in that box. And you can only do so much in a box, as you said. Yeah, and and people that are always telling you to not get out the box. Those are sometimes the people that's placing you in there. That's the mm-hmm. funny thing. Like, yeah. oh, I want to be an astronaut. No, you don't. You don't do that. Like, <laughs> you'll never do that. You know how much gold it is for that. Do you know how much? Like, and that'll be the same person. Like, the sky is the limit. You're like, but I can't even go to space. So how far? How? Yeah, or or I love it when it's like sky's the limit, and then you give a suggestion. They're like, mm, no. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the, the same people that want you to soar, they somehow still put you in that box. So I don't know. I can talk forever about the box. I resonated with. I'm watching, and I'm like, oh my god, yes, that's exactly how that feels. Yeah, you know? and it, I also just thought it was really cool too, as far as how we interact with each other, like. It, for example, right now we're interacting mm-hmm. with each other through boxes, you know, like our squares, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like your own digital box as well. Like we, um, I'm looking at our, our two pictures together right now, um, and you know, we our boxes are touching right now, you know. So it's it's kind of fun. <laughs> and, and yeah, that's another perspective where your world connects with mine. We learn mm-hmm. from each other. So yeah, I guess the box can go so many ways. <laughs> it can. That's why it was en- it was endless. I had to stop myself after a while. I was like, okay, too many boxes. <laughs> Even like the paintings themselves are boxes. And so yeah, it's just in a way. But yeah, everything's a square. Yeah, squares everywhere. But yeah, but yeah, the gender uh, binary and 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 everything as well. Yeah, sometimes it can be, I think, very hurtful. I think to growing up and. And I, I know of also women who, because I had a unilateral breast agenesis, but I know of women who had bilateral, so they had no no breast at all, no breast tissue. And for them, um, I'm, I mean, there's all kinds of experiences out there, but the ones that I've met, which aren't that many, but they, they said they had some like gender, um, you know, questions and whatnot just because of that. And and you know it's it's just very interesting to think of like how important breasts are in society 
you know, and what it means to our identities and even to being, uh, even ideas of maternity and, and being a mother. And um, they're like these, these like trophies or something on our chest. It's like very strange to think about sometimes. <laughs> you know? Did you literally think of trophies on a chest? Uh, no, but now I, you know. <laughs> wow, I never even thought about that. Yeah. But sometimes, but sometimes I'm like, maybe this is just my perspective because I always felt like I was lacking. Mm -hmm. So maybe I, maybe I gave even more attention to it. And I've also read lots of books. Like, there's a book, uh, The History of the Breast. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I don't know how to say this without sounding. I don't know if I should say, but I guess I never thought about that portion because that's not my journey right you know mm -hmm. my journey has always been my weight you know so um that's been my body acceptance body acceptance journey you know and I didn't even think about how breasts play a part in them and so somebody I know that um had breast cancer and you know she was on the fence of just letting them be or getting the implant and it's like that's when I really was like I think it was years ago I really paid attention and was like man that's a hard decision what would I do without my breast that's when I really started thinking about them because they just was here you know I complain about them all the time like oh my god bras ah, I hate them you know but <laughs> then there's someone over here that's making the decision of man these are about to be chopped off am I okay with that or should I get the breast implant? that's why it's kind of kind of important to just appreciate, you know, because you don't know what the next person is going. So I became more sensitive to that because I think sometimes the insensitivity and the lack of empathy come when you never have to face those type of questions. You're never in those situations. So, and instead of like, it's like I never have to worry about that. What's the big deal with them? It's a big deal to them because this is their journey and this is what they're going through. If more people were empathetic, like, I don't understand, understand what that feel like, but God, if I had to, you know, I'm so sorry. How can I be, of, you know, of help to you? Or how can I encourage you on this journey? Because if I went through this, I don't know what I would do. You know, that's why I said it's strengthen your story, you know, to, to just talk about it. Like, I know you're talking about it casually, but it wasn't always a casual thing for you, you know, and, and how you can inspire someone else that, that may be going through the same thing or something, you know, similar to that. Like, hey, it's okay to just, just be who you are without with eliminating, you know, societal constructs. And I'm just talking. This is your interview. But yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> but no, but everything you're saying is I'm I'm totally on the same wavelength. I think and I, I think it's also I think it's important for people to not be afraid of finding creative ways to try to get better too. I think that's that's been my journey too, is just Luckily, I've had my art and performance and things like that, that I can, it can help me every time to get, to feel better about my own body and to kind of like normalize, I guess, my body. Because in the end, the problem isn't necessarily everybody else. Yeah, it's society and, you know, the way we treat women and how we see women and portray them. But uh, actual people that I interact with, it's not necessarily a problem with them. For example, if um, I, I've just recently, I did a, a performance, a recorded performance and released it um, where I am naked and you do see my, my breasts um, the way that they are. And, you know, after surgeries and everything and, you know, no, 
nobody cares in the end. Like, I mean, they care. They, I mean, they're happy to see the art. They think it's strong and all that stuff. But, you know, nobody's looking at my body and saying, oh, uh, she has a, you know, she has this here and she has that there. If anything, they're looking at it and just being like, wow, so refreshing to see a, a person, you know, and a person being being themselves and being vulnerable and, and showing those things is, is just nice. And, and so, yeah, I think coming back to, to being creative with uh, trying to confront, you know, body dysmorphia in, in any type of way, I, I think one of the, the best things I did was I did this experiment with looking at my body on the screen just to see, okay, what's my experience when I see naked women on screen? And so what I decided was I'm going to record myself naked, just walk into a room. Hey, hey, y'all, it's your girl, Miss Michi, checking in, reminding you to shop my exclusive collection, Lavish Looks by Miss Michi, where we've got shades and everything that you need to look fly. Oh, and we also offer accessories. So ladies, put a little bit of razzle-dazzle in your collection today. Be sure to shop with me and follow on social media at Lavish Looks by Miss Michi. Grab your products today at MissMichi.com slash shop. This month's CBS 3 Designs will be highlighting famous TV shows. Make sure that you check us out on Etsy. Type in CBS 3 Designs and get to shopping. Stand in front of the camera, um, take off, or I guess, yeah, take off my clothes and then stand there naked, turn around and then leave. And I decided, okay, so now I'm going to watch it back on my screen and I'm just going to listen to the thoughts in my head and see what are those thoughts that come up. And for everybody, it will be a different, there'll be different voices that come up in their head. For me, I don't even know why, but for me, I saw this woman naked uh, with big breasts and I thought, okay, pornography, because she's got big breasts. And also I felt this is a receiver of violence. That's what I felt like, uh, but sexual violence because of pornography, like that type of pornography. And I also thought, I feel bad for this woman who's naked on screen. And those are such toxic thoughts that I had in myself about my own body, you know? And because I wasn't thinking of it as myself, I was thinking about it as anybody online. And so just to reveal that to myself was life-changing in itself and, and really helped me not only change how I feel about my body, but notice what I was even thinking. And, you know, they're not really necessarily my thoughts their society or my community or other people you know who have who I've you know internalized but, but yeah it was very very powerful experience very powerful yeah I'm trying to think I, of, I, <laughs> huh? I'm trying to think of if I ever just like what are my thoughts when I like, I don't know if they're possible <laughs> you know I think I think they turned out to be hey this is me mm-hmm yeah, but to publicly to publicly do that, it, it does take a lot of strength for that. I mean, I've gotten some weird comments. I'm um, just showing the clothes on, like you need to lose weight. Yeah, so um, to to think and you said violent, sexual violence because of the big breast, and it makes me feel like is it is it that it it would evoke like someone to to violate her in a sense or i think it's because of 
my relationship with the screen because if I were just in front of the mirror live then maybe I wouldn't have had those thoughts I would think like oh that's just me you know but I think since I was watching myself on a screen and I mean I when I think about it what is the relationship I have to naked women on the screen it's usually okay you get a pop-up and then you have porn and you have pop-up and, and it's like pretty hardcore stuff or yeah, and I, I think so for whatever reason, I had that connection when I saw that naked woman on the screen. And, and you know, maybe that's not everybody's experience, but it was definitely mine. And and uh, I mean, and I'm not anti-porn or anything like that either. Um, but I think sometimes the type of porn that's so popular and so popularized is not always the the nicest to women, let's just say, and, and not to say that, you know, people like that or, or whatever, but I don't think all women like to be treated that way. So, um, I don't know, in a consenting relationship, we don't have to get into this right now, but, but yeah. 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 I'm, I'm thinking more of a uh, non-consenting. That's why I think I'm <laughs> yeah. not like, you know, is it because some women who are violated or say, well, if you didn't look this way, if you didn't dress this way. And I think that's going to a, a, a deeper uh, subject, but that's what I was on the line thinking like, you know, she can't control how she looks. However, it's her fault that she violated. I feel like that's put out a lot too out there when women try to, you know, speak up and say what happened to them. It's always, it's always like the, the, the finger is pointed back at her for looking the way that she looks. Yeah, I think it's also easy targets too. Mm -hmm. I think when we have a society that forgets certain individuals then they become bigger targets and it's really really it's something we need to it's already hard to deal with our bodies you know the way that they are and to have a society that makes it even more difficult it's just not not fair at all i mean life isn't fair but we just have so much growing to do as a as humans. You were right about that. <laughs> you were right about that. Myself um, included, you know, I include myself, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we all do, you know. Yeah. Um, so um, what catapulted you to express yourself in more than one medium? I know, I think we touched up on this a little bit earlier, but what was the medium you started? Let's start there. You said with drawing, right? Yeah, yeah. So I started drawing and uh, eventually after I mastered that um I I I was a little bit bored so I, I started painting I started painting probably when I was you know 19 years old or so and um and I've you know since being 12 years old I've also loved writing poetry and songs and things like that so I just from a very young age I've, I've liked expressing myself in a lot of different mediums mm -hmm. and so I wanted to put it all together in some way just so it it wasn't just random everywhere and I thought oh I'll create a universe and in that universe I'll be able to have paintings that show stuff in that universe and I'll you know I could make music I can write stories and fiction and I could you know I could I don't know I could make videos and movies and all of it would um, exist in this universe so I created a universe uh, I guess I don't have a better name yet but like the Lala world I guess and so in this universe, there's a, it takes place in a laboratory. It's an art laboratory where there are experiments done on muses. Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what a muse is? Um, people, right? Like a subject? Yeah, so a muse is like from Greek mythology. Um, it's like these little spirits that inspire artists to create, but it could also be a person. So you're, you're right, it could be a person who inspires another artist to create or whatever. So in this laboratory, there's experiments done on muses in order to extract inspiration from them. And then they give that inspiration to La Ladrona, um, me. And then she she creates uh, art with that inspiration. So there's all these scientific experiments they go through. And then we get um, the the art pieces that, that come out of it. And then those are my real life art pieces. So. Yeah, and there's lots of stories of like uh, what happens in the laboratory and and things like that. But, but yeah, is that something you're working on behind you in the universe or so these right behind you? Yeah. Um. Well, some of them have like I guess symbols from the universe. I have drones, which are they're the assistants to the laboratory, but they're very like kind of military esque, I guess. And so you see them all in the background and they're kind of like these icon figures and there's just a bunch of them watching um, this figure. And, uh, and yeah, I use a lot of gray scale. For me, I just, I love gray scale just because it's, I feel like we see so much color and bright colors all the time with the digital world and on the screen and outside. And it's nice to have a place where we can kind of relax and just stare for a while and not have our eyes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just comparing your box to my box and I feel like, oh. <laughs> I love color though. I just, I feel more comfortable in gray, I guess. Yeah, you're right though, because I'm I'm, I'm over simulating over here. It's <laughs> But gray can be boring, so I get it. We need we need all all kinds. Yeah, but the mind relaxes over here. Where I'm looking at the painting while you're talking, I'm like, wow, what is going on over there? <laughs> and I've got this other one behind me, where, which is like half Britney Spears's face and half of my face. It's uh -huh. hard to see. But, um, and I'm, it's a, it's an image of me where I, I was shaving my head because I like to shave my head. And, um, and I, one day I was thinking, um, I wonder, you know, cause of course me, I was like, I just like to shave my head because I like to shave my head. But I, you know, you can't deny that there have been references in your past and your society or, or what, or in your media that you've probably seen. And so I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh, what women have I seen who have had shaved heads in, in my past. And, and so I don't know, I thought about Britney Spears and, and so I decided to make a half Britney after she shaved her head and and then my head. And I'll probably make some other other pieces where it's half me and another, um, another woman that's inspired me like Selena or, you know, anything could be fun. Yeah, it could. Yeah, I remember when she shaved her hair and everybody thought that she had lost her mind, which in a way she might have just was over it. I think that's what her poor point was. I'm just over it. Mm -hmm. that, that's another person I was just like, I'm just over it with every box. She, literally, they put her in a in a box. I'm yeah. glad she's out of the conservatorship. And they're still saying things. Some people are like, she needs to go back in the conservatorship. No, this, this girl has been in bondage for I think it's like over 20 years. And they're like, she needs to grow up a little bit. She didn't get a chance to. Yeah, let, her, was, let her grow up. <laughs> right, she's growing up now because she could go to the beach and she could tan without somebody, you know, following her around. Like, where's the grace? I don't understand the lack of grace that we give people. Yeah. 
No, that's very true. I totally agree with that. I think everything is very extreme today. Very extreme. And yeah. And and even like just Britney Spears like shaving off her head was such a I felt like such a symbol, like a, a big like F you to the patriarchy. It was kind of fun in that way. Like there goes all my femininity or like the way you guys define my femininity. Right. You know. Good take it her. away. Right. Yeah. Good for her. She was over <laughs> it then, you know. <laughs> so so here on Be Wild Cat, we have a signature question. And that is if you could describe yourself in one word, what is it and why? Hmm. That's a really good one. Do people usually take a long time to think? Some do, so take your okay. time. All right. <laughs> one word. Free. Why? Because I want to be free. <laughs> like I guess it's more me, like, uh, for, like um, manifesting that. Because of course I, I'm not there yet in my journey. But I, I think everything I do is to be one, not dependent on anything else or any anyone else, and as much as I can. And then it goes along with being free, I think, and and free of. Oh yeah, I guess uh, society's views on on women or on bodies, and free of even my own my own ways of changing myself or holding myself back, and also freedom of of thought and, and accepting others and other people's ideas. And yeah, I think I think free could be a, a good one. I love that. I love that because I feel like that is the ultimate goal in any journey, right? Is mm-hmm. just be free from the past and just be able to just flow into your vibe, you know, be your own vibe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Definitely. I love that. I love that. So what do you have coming up? Like any upcoming projects that you like as per- personal? Yeah, I have, uh, well, this coming Tuesday, Women's Day, I have a, an exhibition in Switzerland. So I'm going to, I'm going to go travel over there uh, for the opening. And, um, and yeah, that's a, a powerhouse in, in Switzerland, if, if anyone happens to be in, in that neck of the woods. <laughs> but yeah, I have that. And then I have a few other exhibitions coming up, but I don't have any, I don't have the dates uh, confirmed for this year. Okay. But yeah, but besides that, I'm I'm making a, you know, I'm having I am I'm making a, a podcast like a fiction podcast that hopefully will be out in the next you know two years. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so I've got projects here and there. Nice, that sounds super cool. You have a, a name for the podcast yet, or that's the name? Yeah, it it'll be called the Lamb. So L L A M, and it's for Lala Laboratory artifact museum because it's going to take place in my universe and uh, in the laboratory and, and yeah nice nice now where can everyone find you and and watch your um your videos and your and view your art uh on you can go to my website so it's www.laladrona.com or you can see more up-to-date information on my Instagram and it's at, or at Drona Lala, D-R-O-N-A-L-A-L-A. Okay, and you guys definitely need to check it out. It is so inspirational. You are a dope, a dope artist. Like, I, um, I felt like I should have started with that, but you are a dope artist. Like I was looking through like, 
obviously looking at the videos and looking at, you know, the your, your art on your website. And I'm just like, wow, incredible, incredible. So keep inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. And you too, you keep expi- inspiring. Like, I think you have a great, you have a great podcast and the people that you have on here are also very inspiring. So yeah, keep rocking it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So um, before we end it, anything else you want to tell the audience or show the audience? Um, yeah, I mean, if you happen to have a unilateral breast agenesis, or I guess it's also called a unilateral breast hypoplasia, feel free to reach out to me if you'd like. Um, I love hearing people's stories, and it's just also nice to know that there's somebody else out there that's also going through the same thing that, that you've gone through. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. And so I hope that um, listeners that you were inspired, you know, if, if anything, to just be okay with you, you know, and make define, make your own definition of who you are as a woman, man, you know, just as a person, basically. You know what I'm saying? So um, I hope that, that, that this, you know, this interview left you inspired because I'm very inspired right now. So thank you very much. <laughs> and until next time, um, don't forget to be kind to yourselves. And please, please, please don't forget to be kind and show grace to others. Until next time. Bye. Bye.